Hello and welcome to episode two of You're Doing It Wrong. I am Mark. I'm Greg. Hello, Greg. Hello, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. Keep going. (laughs) Just keep it running. We'll start again. We'll start again. Did you ever think, Greg, that we would, when we started out on this journey, that we would get to episode two? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been encouraged by all the great feedback that we've had. We've had some awesome feedback, and thank you to everyone that has uh, tuned in and listened and commented. We've got some comments here, actually, from various people. Um, Pete says, if you spend enough time writing great software that doesn't make money and terrible software that makes lots of money, you'll work it out. If you don't ship it... Yeah. You ain't going to make some money off of it. So I guess we have to remind people what the conclusion was last time. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, ship it. If it's good ship enough, it. ship it. It was only and a then week make ago, come on. <laughs> and yeah, so Pete said, if you don't ship it, it's not making you money. Great point. Absolutely. Uh, from the Department of Backhanded Compliments, Paul said, you completely avoided the trap of sounding like tools. <laughs> which which I think was, was good. I think that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Considering how hastily it was put together. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. he says, is the podcast released based on a two-week sprint? Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, we've got to keep well, momentum up. I think as you said, then maybe we're more Kanban. Just, just in time, right? Just in time. Uh, and then um, a bit of feedback around uh, getting the business involved. It's all great to say ship it and, and iterate, but how do you get stakeholders on board? How do you get customers who insist on big design up front involved? Yeah, that's a tough one. That always seems to come up, doesn't it? So you've Absolutely. done a thing. It hasn't it hasn't met somebody's uh, measure of ship it. How do you convince them to? I don't, I've, I think that's... Um, I don't think I don't think a, a podcast is going to be able to answer that question, no, is it? No, and the, the um, it does come up a lot in the in the meetups I go to. That seems to be quite a big topic. Yeah, um, because agency uh, contract models are more like fixed cost. Yeah. So I think people expect a certain thing for the price they've paid. So yeah. if they don't get it, absolutely. Hell up. But isn't there a point that, that Agile is there to benefit everybody, ideally? Doesn't doesn't it, it provide benefit to stakeholders? So Well, we know so this. I, of course, yeah, I mean, so, so, see why it's so difficult. But again, I don't, I'm not sure we have the answer right here. <laughs> no. I don't have that bit of paper with me, unfortunately. No. So uh, maybe not. No. All right, lastly, in terms of feedback. Um, well, we said between us, our, our aim for the podcast was to... Uh, uh, to have a listener who who neither of us knew. That's it. One listener. One, one listener who, who I don't think we know. If we do know them, that's, that's going to look pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but Alex C, thank you very much for your feedback on uh, that was on, on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, awesome. And we don't think we know you, so many no. apologies. Well, there, there is an Alex that you know from uh, uh, your I, employment. I know a few Alexes. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think any of them. But I think we'll take it. Because that was the, that was my thing. If 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 we get one person who I haven't asked to listen, and who I don't know, yeah, then it's 
Cool. Right, episode two is on. What's our aim for episode two? Two people? Oh, we could do that. <laughs> yeah. But it could, be, it could be a Fibonacci scale. <laughs> <laughs> Always good. Always good. Fibonacci. Right, let's crack on. Crack on? Crack, crack on, on, Greg. <laughs> Greg, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about retros. Retrospectives. Retrospectives. So the uh, act of reflecting on a period of time. I don't know. Is there a definition of retros? I suppose uh, if you I, went with the scrum I, guide. I th- you can do it. For, I've, I've done it for, for sprints. I've done it for whole projects. Yeah. I've done it for, for years, you know. So yeah. I think you can, you can choose that if you want. Okay. But that's what we can discuss. What, what are the types of retros? Yeah. So looking back, having a, having a pause, looking back at something you've done and trying to uh, derive some continuous improvement out of it. Absolutely. So let's 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 eat our own dog food. Yeah. Let's retrospect on episode one. Great idea of the podcast. Yes. I think we'll stick to the traditional format, shall we? Uh, uh, what went well, what didn't go well. Yeah, let's do that. All right. All right. I can't I'm trying to remember the columns now. What went well? Yeah. What didn't go well? Yeah. Lessons learned. Yeah. What do we still need to learn? Okay. Oof, yeah. That could be tricky. Yeah. All right. All right. So so what went well? What went well for you, Greg? I was very encouraged by the amount of listeners we got. Yeah. Um, considering that the whole process from start to finish was, you know, we spoke about it, we sat in a room, we did the whole thing in one take. We had a very simple process upload, and then it's on iTunes. Yeah. And then a couple of tweets. It, you know, it sparked some conversation, some great feedback. That's exactly what I wanted. So I was like, well chuffed with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I'm, well, I'm going to say kudos to you, Greg, for, for, for editing and uh, clipping it together and sorting out the technicals. Yeah, quite liked it. Pretty good. Well yeah. done. Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I think I, I, I thought it came out pretty well, the first podcast, I think, for two blokes sat in a room chatting, Yeah. which was kind of our aim. I don't know if that's a good aim for a podcast. No, I quite liked <laughs> two it. Two guys sat yeah. in a room chatting. I mean, someone said, didn't they? We they were. said um, it sounded very professional. Okay. And I thought, well, that's great. Because we didn't try for that, I don't think. It was just, let's just yeah, yeah. talk yeah. and record it. So if we come out with that, that means that maybe we, you know, we know something. <laughs> to be right, seen, yeah, to be sorry, seen. Got too yeah. far, okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, any more What Went Wells for you? Um, the editing was a lot simpler than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's... Kudos to Garage Band. Well, I moved it into Logic. Oh. What Sorry, a pro. But it was, uh, to be honest, it was a terrible choice. Okay. Um, because it became far too complicated. Well, it didn't so. go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll probably leave it in garage band. What, what right. about you? What went well for, for you? Uh, what else went well for me? Um, uh, yeah, oh, uh, I think we've mentioned it all. I think, like we said, I was just, just pleased that people listened to it and, mm. and people thought it was okay. Yeah. Which is, which is a thumbs up in my book. Yeah, no That's rotten right. tomatoes at my door yet. <laughs> no pitchforks in Wimborne yet. Uh, what didn't go so well? The hosting was pretty difficult, wasn't it? Did it did take a little so while, didn't it? Tried to self-host. Um, that was actually quite simple, um, except we wanted to get some analytics and then going from static hosting to somewhere where we could have 
Google Analytics and all that on the downloads. It was quite easy to do that on the web pages, but um, on the files, it seemed like it was going to be too complicated. So looked into hosting, but they all want money. Um, found this one, anchor.fm, yep. which is where we are hosting it. They said they were free, which is great, but then they were going to submit it to all the providers themselves, which meant we would have lost control. So I had to unwind some of that. But I mean, it worked itself out. It just It was complicated for something which... I think most people who do podcasts would probably assume it's quite easy. Could have been easy, yeah. yeah. I thought it would be easier. Yeah. But hey, you live and learn, right? Yeah. But Anchor Le- FM was less, quite good. Lessons learned. Yes. Lessons learned. Yes. Uh, what didn't go well for me, the sound, I think, could have been better. We've, we've iterated True. this week. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we're coming through loud and clear on the the recording. Yep. So I think that's a, that, that's a, that's a win. That's a, uh, you know, yeah, and we, kudos to you. You've done the... Studio setup. <laughs> yeah, I have. Look at this. Look at this. I just rock up, have a cup of tea, and start yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here in the beautiful Abbey Road studios, it's just a small, small place I rent. But, uh, there we go. Did we learn any lessons? Now, here's one of my things about retro. I always kind of felt like lessons learned was just a repeat of some of the stuff that you yeah. discussed previously. Yeah. Well, it's always hard, isn't it? You think, what kind of a mood am I in? Because I could, I've got something that happened. So yeah. I could do the positive spin and put it yes, on the right. what went well. I yeah, could yeah, yeah. You know, be negative about it. Or I could say, well, here's a lesson learned. This thing didn't go well, so I've learned yeah, not yeah, to do yeah. that again. Exactly, yeah. You can yeah. choose where you, want to, yeah. where you want to put it. Maybe other people have got different titles for that lesson learned. Lesson learned was what we always, we always called it. But maybe other yeah. people have got better. Where did we get it from? Better names. I have no idea. Because it's stuck. I mean, I, I, I use it as my go-to yeah so. I think it's a standard isn't it yeah because then there's the last one isn't there which is what do we still not know what do we still not know yeah. whether people will really find this interesting after <laughs> yeah. two episodes that's true especially with a ten minutes on <laughs> how episode <laughs> yeah, one was yeah. <laughs> but we have not addressed the elephant in the room go on let's talk about it the name oh god damn it <laughs> so that was definitely apologies for blaspheming to anybody that <laughs> Definitely in all the columns, because I thought it was a great name. Well, I thought It Depends was a great name. I thought It Depends was a brilliant name. And then it turns out that someone, literally a bunch of guys sat in a room talking about software engineering, (laughs) had also called their podcast It Depends. What are the chances? So then we chose You're Doing It Wrong, re-edited that intro bit. um, And uh, yeah, some other famous podcaster known as Adam Buxton. Never heard of him. (laughs) Has uh, a podcast of the same name. It was actually a Radio 2 series that is now a podcast um so it's not it's not going on anymore they may have a series too but most people noticed yeah you know um so what do we do do we change the name again or have we got over the hump and we just leave it as it is if we do change it what do we call it is it, is it going to be is it going to be a millstone around our next do you think people in in 10 years as we celebrate the thousandth episode of you're doing it wrong with people yeah. you going did you know it was a podcast be. called yeah. yeah true I think stick with it because there are other podcasts called You're Doing It Wrong Adam Buxton doesn't have the monopoly on that name he's just you know obviously a very skilled and popular podcaster um, so I, I think we should stick with it I think do you have any alternatives up your sleeve no some people did ask um, <laughs> offer me suggestions uh, one of them was I don't even know how to pronounce it was tech technologism okay 
which was a bit weird. I came up with one. Yep. Two gits commit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I quite like that. I like that. Two of us. I thought earlier, I was, I was telling my kids the joke about um, uh, there are 10 types of people in the world, those that understand binary and those that don't. That's quite and thought, wrong. And thought, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so chop it down. Ten types of people. Still quite long. Okay, maybe not. I've it's always wondered four that words. It's, it's, it's just as long as you're true. doing it wrong. That joke you can't say over the radio, though, because it only works when you read it, right? Because you read it ah, wrong. Because well, you realize, oh, it's ten, ty- ten types of people, and then actually you realise, no, it's one zero types of people. Yeah. So, Which reminds me of another numbering system joke. <laughs> Why do yes. why do why do computer scientists get Christmas and Halloween mixed up? I don't know. Because Ops thirty one is the same as Deck twenty five. <laughs> That's really scraping the barrel. <laughs> more, more numbering system jokes next week. Yeah. I was thinking some hexadecimal <laughs> cafe babe or something related jokes. Yes. So we need to make a decision. Yeah. On the name. We're going to stick with it. We're going to push on through. Excellent. Let's do it. Right. I think that's the end of our retro. I think, I think was we've, a good done, retro. we've done, we've done pretty well there. I mean, what's your experience of, of retrospectives generally? Are you doing retrospectives now? Yes. Um, so for background, the team I'm in is not a traditionally or historically uh, agile team. Um, and I joined at the start of the year. And one of the things we've done as a business is to to bring in um, Scrum. Um, so when I'm talking about Agile uh, in the context of my work, I'm really talking about Scrum. And one of the things that I do um, is a retro before sprint planning. That's more just my team, um, but it's been going okay. Yeah, so we do the classic, do you, what went well, what didn't go well. Have people adopted yeah. it in the right spirit, do you think? Um, I can't remember what I described it to you on WhatsApp. What did I say? I, think, I Sometimes I feel I like a teacher trying to get the class to do an activity right I mean not because <laughs> yeah, the team yeah. are acting like children I don't mean that that's not part of the yeah, analogy yeah. <laughs> but it does feel a bit because it's all a bit it's all a bit uh, did we say we were going to swear you can swear it's all a bit wanky isn't it okay <laughs> can't say that word <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean like you stand up and you're like have some post-its and here's some felt-tip pens so, so draw some pictures so, <laughs> and you've yeah, got these yeah. like these really intelligent guys Yes. Or girls. Yes. That have, you know, really good at what they're doing. And then suddenly I'm standing up asking them to, like, reflect, you know, yeah, like some yeah. LA yoga master yeah. or something, <laughs> you know. And I, sometimes I feel a bit embarrassed about it. So it's probably my issue. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt, one of the things I always felt uh, oddly was, was that as a, you know, as a development team, you would, you would go into a room and you'd go and do a retrospective and then you'd almost kind of feel other people outside the room that uh, other people that weren't involved in, uh, in, in, in software engineering kind of going, oh, they're doing that, that hippie right. retrospective <laughs> again. Hippie's a good word. Um, it's probably better than wanky. But you sort of think, <laughs> um, this is all about improvement. It's all about continuous improvement and, and making the changes that are going to make you get better. Um, so I, I'm... I wonder why other departments don't do retrospectives in the same way mm. that the development yeah, teams do. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they do in other places. I'm, I'm sure in other places some people do. Well, I think there is. There's the whole lessons learned, isn't there? And in the in the project management frameworks, I believe there is quite a lot about 
you know, the project review meeting at the end of the yeah. project and that kind of yeah. stuff. So I think they're all retros by another name. But you're right, Maybe. they don't seem to have the attachment of hippiness. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... So going back to your retrospectives that you're doing at the moment, do you feel uh, there's good output? Are you, oh, have you got actionable yeah. stuff that's yeah. coming out of it? And I think that's it. I think even though I feel a little bit uncomfortable trying to trying to get people to like trying to pull it out of people and 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 um sometimes i think it's it is a bit like I, you know i'm a teacher um actually once we get to the end and we've discussed stuff and we've got new ideas and things like that it is uh, definitely worth it and i think everybody sees that as well yeah you know so. i i've always felt uh or a lot of the time felt that retrospectives dive into a complaining session yeah they're a good chance to get something out your system hmm. right about whatever's whatever's wrong with the world yeah um i wonder whether sometimes uh, it also it, it it elevates what are actually fairly minor problems to becoming the focus of discussion and therefore in people's heads becoming a big problem that maybe they're not actually you know i I know a lot of uh, times when you've gone out the room, you've gone, we've got to fix this, we've got to sort this out. Here's a list of actions. And then you get out the room and when you're back in the real world and you've got a backlog and you've got a ton of other stuff to do, you go, oh, man, this is not really actually much of a priority when I compare it to this other stuff that I've got to do. Mm. When am I going to get time to fix these these issues over here? And um, is that important? What, you're trying to find that balance of making those small improvements. I retweeted this week, actually, um, uh, a tweet. Uh, you are underestimating the compounding awareness of continually fixing small broken things. Oh, yes. Uh, which yeah, I, we, like which I really like and I, th- and I absolutely think is, is true. But at the same time, uh, you know, well, I, I suppose my, 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 my point actually is that is that continually fixing small broken things a lot of the time in retrospectives what you come with are uh things that could just be fixed along the way but suddenly they become a focus or become a target of things to to do and that almost stops people doing them because they've got to go and allocate a bit of time Mm. to go and do it rather than just going it's part of my job to go and fix those builds Mm. or make this thing run faster it's it stays building up and building up until you get to the point where you're sitting in a retro and going well, that's causing me problems yeah, now. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because you've either got to agree to change behaviours, so you all say, oh, this isn't good, let's try this instead, and then you all leave it on this common understanding that we're just going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of an example, but maybe you decide to put the curlies on the line underneath instead of the line you're on. That Silly example. Never happen. Maybe. Um, but you could just agree that that's what you're going to do, and then you have to trust that everyone's going to do that which means everyone has to unlearn their old behavior and start their new behavior. Yeah. Or you make it a task in which case yeah, then suddenly absolutely. it's got to be, yeah. you know, and suddenly on all of your, your, your issues, you've got a, a subtask, yeah. you know, make sure the curlies are in the right place. Yeah. Obviously this is a ridiculous example, but yeah. I know what you mean. It's yeah. Cause otherwise but, they just keep coming back up every week. Don't they? Yeah. You know? and I, but I do feel that sometimes just the catharsis of having a whinge about something is almost worth it worth in, it in itself, in itself. Yeah. You, you get that out of the way you talk about it you and even if you don't then go and actually fix it or i mean hopefully you, 
you do but even if you just get that out of your system it takes a bit of pressure off yeah i definitely think there is a um there is a uh i can't think of the word there's a pressure on people on on meetings particularly that everything's got to end with some really pithy smart yeah action yeah that everybody understands yeah and if that doesn't happen the entire meeting is a failure yeah. and i'm not just talking about retros but generally yeah you know meetings in general have a lot of pressure on them and there's all this um all this uh, opinion i suppose that if the meeting doesn't have good goals you should be free not to attend uh-huh. and if you're in the meeting and you're bored it's not relevant to you you should be free to leave yeah you know, and I get what people are trying to say, but sometimes I think that's not that's not going to help overall. No, you know, no. and sometimes meetings, like you say, that it's the conversation which is the value. Absolutely, and yeah. the fact that and you the understanding, come, right, that comes yeah. from talking with other people about it and and, and different opinions on yeah, exactly, how because you right? you know you've listened to someone and they've said something that you hadn't thought about. Yeah, you know, and you've internalized that, and now that will affect your. Um, your belief system and the way you act in the future yeah. without you having to write it down on a Trello board yeah. Yeah. to say, okay, well, now I'm going to act like this. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I get a bit frustrated with the, um, you know, with the, the sort of HR training type activities about how to run a good meeting. Yeah. And, and I do think sometimes, you know, just walk, go for a walk, go to a coffee shop, have a bit of a chat, you know, get stuff off your chest yeah. and then move on. Yeah. You know. And I think... Uh, the most effective retrospectives I've been in have been ones or, or the most ef- effective afterwards is where you've taken the list of actions and thrown away all but the top one or two yeah because you, yeah because yeah. I've also been in retrospectives where you've come out with this long list of <laughs> yeah. 30 different actions yeah. and you're never gonna well, you're never gonna do the first two let yeah, alone so the 28 that yeah, follow yeah. it right yeah. so throw them away go do you know what is this really a problem almost certainly not much of a problem now that i think about it you almost want to do that in the meeting is kind of categorize it as this is something that we'd like to fix but isn't you know this is critical this is really getting in our way and stopping doing something and yeah and and anything that's not critical throw it away because you're probably not gonna gonna get to it the same as anything else in a backlog right get rid of your i convinced myself i was gonna stop saying right in this episode (laughs) of the podcast but um if it's not critical don't do it but on the task thing yeah so yeah so the point of the retro is to find things to improve on yeah i mean i don't think anyone's going to doubt that one way is to derive these actions at the end and you said about deleting some of them and um uh, i did pick up a tip from someone many many years ago about to-do lists and um he would every couple of days rewrite his to-do list i think a lot of people do this and if he rewrote the same thing a number of times, three yeah. times, would delete it. Yeah. You know, just That's go, right, it. well, I'm clearly, it's clearly not important enough for me to do. No, no. And there's all these other things which are get, uh, jumping to the top. So I'm, it's just getting in my way. So I wonder if that's a good approach for retro. Top tip. I suppose on the other hand, you could say, don't deal with something unless it appears three times. If it comes in three I times. I see, I see. Also say, a top tip. I, I like this. But then you'd have to record how many times things appeared, mm. and then that would break the kind of in the moment thing. I've got a product idea. <laughs> <laughs> Does it involve oh. a swear word? <laughs> <laughs> I can 
<laughs> What's the idea? No, 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 no. I was just thinking. Well, the people people already do online podcast um, podcasts, online <laughs> retrospectives, right? That kind of thing. I just, I I've tried I'm, one I'm, of them before. I don't think we have they're a three interface to record your retrospectives. I always find but, the, the no, one I find was found was um, it was like a, a virtual chalk not chalkboard like notice board yeah and then you would log in and you'd get given a color for virtual post-it notes yeah and then right. you'd write them on and they're all in shitty comic sans or something yeah to make it look like handwriting and then you'd move them around this virtual board but it just was so clunky yeah it just didn't yeah I've, I've never found a good online retrospective tool no i don't know maybe you can't do them online maybe you have I don't to think be it's right person. i think i think it's difficult to do it online and actually i mean talking of that one of the um Problems for me at the moment is my team are remote to me, so I don't actually get to take part in retrospectives. Right, okay. Uh, and that's a real shame, I think. Like, I I want to be part of that. And so a big question is around safety in retrospectives. Yes. And who yeah. do you have? Who do you have in the room? Who is a good uh, set? Of, you know, should you have stakeholders there with you as well as the the team because they probably got some valuable yeah input. That's true. I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable having anyone but the dev team in the room. I, I think the the real crunch conversations when come when you've got the just the dev team. That's when people really feel like they can talk about these things. But but I feel like I miss out as well. You know, as someone managing a team. Yeah, where, where are you on that line? Because you're the, what, you're the boss. Yeah. So are you a stakeholder? Are you part of the team? Are you are you a, a third role? Well, I like Should to think I, I like to think of myself as part of the team. I mean, clearly on on a practical level, I'm not because my team are are remote. So, you know, I can't pretend that I'm there day to day, battling through the code face. But I feel the effects of what the team do, and I and my job is to help them in that regards as well, mm. not to to you know whack them for for doing the wrong thing. Is well, if you've got an issue, I'm there to help to help sort it out. So mm. I want to know what your problems are mm. and what what's causing you to uh, to tear your hair out or slow down or whatever it might be. Um, to be fair, I think my team would happily have me in a, in a retrospective. And I've done retrospectives with them when I've, when I, when I've been there with them. Um, but it is, uh, you know, distance is a barrier to, to doing that. Um, Obviously, my team are also in a foreign country and, and speak a foreign language as well. So I feel like it's not fair for me to make people uh, talk English when right. it's not their native language. Yeah. I don't I don't think you're going to get much out of that. And again, my experience uh, with with offshore teams is you you can do a retrospective, but you're not going to get really good in-depth conversation. You tend to have people who are the leaders in the team hmm. will tend to to talk everyone else will sit quietly around I say I mean I say I don't think that's necessarily a feature of offshore teams I think I've no. seen that in, in, in most dev teams I think that's another uh, thing I'm quite cynical of yeah which is this idea that these meetings these retros you know everyone I, f I feel like a lot of the writing on it from the agile community is on the assumption that everybody is in that meeting with the same stature yeah you know what I'm not sure I'm using the right word, but the same sort of position and they've got the same engagement and the same motivation and all of that. So they're all there. And mostly the assumption is they're all, you know, desperate to be high achievers that are just really engaged in all that kind of stuff. The reality is they're not. No. 
then there will be people in the room that are not like that yeah and there will be natural leaders and people who want to get up and say stuff and there will be more introverted people who you know are not um not comfortable saying the things in front of the other people you know that kind of stuff um and i think that's quite hard because you can end up in a situation where someone like maybe yourself who is able to direct and lead yeah may influence the course of the conversation just by virtue of that's yeah. who you are yeah. and that's yeah. the shape of the team yeah um and i think that's quite um hard to manage because i i, I certainly feel that i yeah. feel like sometimes like i'm you know i'm changing this conversation in ways yeah. that it probably shouldn't be changed but then if i sit down and there aren't other people in the room to push it forward then the whole thing falls apart so yeah it's like well hmm. Yeah, and it, it, I've found that it's it's very hard. It's excuse me, it's very hard to go in as a casual observer, no matter how much you want to be a casual observer. Mm. Um, you will often, well, either your impatience will get the better of you, and you'll want to jump in and <laughs> and, and comment, which is a bad thing, or people will look to you to uh, to comment or have an opinion on. That's on it. Something, yeah, and, and I definitely when I've been in retros with you, I've definitely seen that when there's been a like, particularly when there's a technical conflict you know people will have their say and then they'll sort of turn to you okay well what would mark say <laughs> you know and and you think it's not a good rule to live your life by <laughs> folks <laughs> and then you and then you think well is that right that's your position you know where you are in your career yeah you know you're not there because you're um you know you're just starting out you've got the experience you've got the skill and all of that kind of thing maybe that's right yeah. But then it's not a team decision anymore. Mm-hmm. It's Mark's decision. Yeah. Maybe that's wrong. It's I think it's tough. Many of my decisions have been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Let the record show. Yeah. So uh, what, what about f- formats or retrospectives? Do you think there are some that are better than others? Do you think there are some that help with, with that problem? Um, I think there's there's the icebreaker ones, isn't there? what's the one I don't think I was part of it but I heard about it in the legendary books about Indiana Jones is it it's a new one on me oh maybe I read it then so basically you've got I'm not even sure what Indiana Jones movie it is but you've got the big boulder that's going down the tunnel okay so ah I see and then you've got the the rail cart yes and then it's you know so this is a variation on what I would call the good ship Yes, the ship one, yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. The, the wind in your sails, the anchor that's dragging you down, yeah. the badlands that you're leaving behind and the paradise island that you're trying yeah, to, yeah. to get to. Which I always found a really good format, actually, for getting out of the concrete. What didn't go well, Yeah. Dave broke the bills, you know, Pete you know, sat in my chair, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, Don't touch your chair. <laughs> and and uh, gets you thinking at a higher level about what the team as a whole is doing and trying to achieve and where it's, where it's trying to go. So I've often found that a good format to, to do. Uh, we should probably find some pointers to these and put them in the show notes. I yeah, think, we'll put them in the show notes because I, I, I am recalling that it was a whole webpage of retro types. Yes. So it'll be quite good to yeah, it's quite link to that. It's quite but that does, to me, that then does drift into the to the hippie wanky thing and I think I think they I think to use those formats you have to have a team that's really embedded in that sort of thing yeah and if you just introduce it 
you know i'm thinking if you yeah. were like a consultant yeah. coming in to do some uh-huh. agile transformation <laughs> kill it <laughs> um and you did that i think yeah. that would sink no pun intended oh ship. nice nice <laughs> nice because i just think people would be like raising their eyebrows like what is this yeah you know um so i think yeah i think you have to start off gently and then i mean is is that a problem going back to what we were saying about the the view on retrospectives from from people outside of engineering that they're a little bit hippie and a bit wanky is it is it because we try and put this kind of layer of fluff on it that is well let's try and find these games that draw people out to do it whereas like you say if i go and read the pmp book it'll probably say do a project review meeting these are the inputs these are the outputs yeah bosh just do it yeah well i suppose it's meant it's designed to make it more fun isn't it which is great and i love that but yeah i do think externally people probably are looking at it going what I mean, even simple things like calling it a story. Right. You know, in, yeah. our, in our Jira, I've yeah. used the, the translation function because stories are like protected in Jira. Yeah. Um, but I've used translation so that in English it says feature okay. because I had so many conversations about okay. what is a story. I was like, wow. Well, Man, okay. you sound like you're an Atlassian certified Jira admin. Right. We are editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Available for hire. <laughs> Uh, that's good well yeah Yeah, no it's it's a good point and I think there's probably a whole podcast about uh, the outside maybe on Jira (laughs) but the outside world's view of Agile I say the outside world the the rest of the business back to what we discussed at the start of the the show actually Uh, Um, how do you get the stakeholders how do you get the stakeholders involved in in just in Agile in general because clearly the the view the utopia that was the development will work with the, with the rest of the business and it'll all be this big loving doesn't really work no in my experience has, has never been as smooth as it could yeah. be or should be um going back to retrospective formats and talking of, of wanky formats <laughs> but i really like this one this is one i used last time i was with my my team uh which was the social media retrospective Oh, uh, okay. Which I thought I'd invented. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I thought, I'm sure I invented this. Uh, and then I Googled and I, I apparently didn't. I, I must have like, stolen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. But I, I don't know. Let's claim the legal department can advise okay, if, yeah, if, if yeah. I'm wrong, right? But, um, um, but essentially, it consists of taking your post-its and writing posts about what's happened Ooh. during the sprint. Okay. So you draw your little avatar, draw your, and hey, great news. The, the team shipped a feature. Yeah. Something like that. And then people can then put post-its yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that comment on this. And then um, like, like poop face. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody, yeah, bloody yeah, yeah, emojis, again. yeah. But you know, you can <laughs> like it or you can, I don't know. I, we didn't quite that's, yeah. So, like, so then everyone else can stand up. Yeah. And, and go it, and like. You go and read it. You can like it. Ah, you could, you idea. could comment on it. You could share. Now, I mean, maybe. There's our product. Oh, shit, am I telling everyone? Uh, <laughs> Social media retro. Yeah. Uh, but but I, fa- I found that as quite a useful little um, little tool. And again, especially for uh, g- people that wouldn't necessarily get involved in a retro or wouldn't talk during yeah. a retro. Um, it was a simple way for them to to have... That is, yeah, know, I quite like that. I, mean, I, I can't claim that they were suddenly... Uh, you know, leading the team, but you know, they at least had some involvement. They could go and like yeah. things and do this kind of thing. So that, that's a really good format, I found. That reminds me of, because um, as well as the retrospectives, there's future perspectives, isn't there? 
Future Spectres. Yeah, which is to hold a session where you um, somehow record um, or write down what where you think the team will be in a future state, so maybe yes. a year later. Yeah. Um, and I remember one of the things we used to do was write press releases for products we hadn't built yet. Love press releases. Um, and so we would write just a you know a couple of paragraphs uh, yeah. for the release, and then that would act as a bit of a vision statement. Yeah. When you actually came to do the work, yeah. so that's. I have to confess, as, thing, isn't it? as as much as I uh, always enjoyed doing future perspectives and thinking about where you were going to be, uh, I don't know that you ever came out with any actionable insight and maybe it's not designed to do that I, I guess but um, they were always great fun I'm not sure anyone's uh, behaviour was swayed by, I don't know. by doing that I think it's all subtle isn't it it's unconscious and I think that there's, there's the whole mob mentality thing and if you're in one of those sessions and the weight of the conversation is that you're going to be X in the future then I would imagine most people then start leaning towards x and maybe it's not as quick as the future perspective would have you believe but yeah i think over a long period of time you would i'd love to know how many things we ever discussed in the future perspective actually came true because they were always quite forward looking right and they were always quite grand visions as to where you could be and, yeah. where, and where you would be um and that is the danger there's a lack of realism as well isn't there yes because actually funny enough true. we did a future perspective today Okay. Because um, we had an offsite for um, my work, and uh, the very last exercise was a future perspective. Um, although it wasn't called that, but everybody had to write down statements of what they thought in a year's time we would be like. And some of them were just like <laughs> we've we've flown to the moon and inhabited right. <laughs> Mars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you think, well, that's easy to write that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, it's, yeah, and yeah, I'm not going to yeah. diss it because, yeah, if we can do that, it'd be Dream big. bloody amazing. Yeah. But there is a realism, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and a, and a pragmatism as well about like, well, th th those things are not achievable. Mm. But of course, you get into that mode where if you say that, then you're the negative influence on that meeting. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, dragging then, us down. I remember we did one actually. You might remember it, and we'll try and do it without saying names. But it was a, a big old session. I, I remember what we were trying to do. We were trying to write a charter for the team. Yes. Um, yeah. And it was all going quite well. And then right at the end, somebody said, well, this is a waste of fucking time, isn't it? And suddenly <laughs> the team fell one by one. And then the whole thing, and then that charter never got like embedded, did it? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that. I remember that. And that's, I mean, that's, the other, that's the other danger. Going back to what we were talking about at the beginning is trying to get people in, involved and, and if people aren't and, and, they're, and they're in that meeting and they don't want to be in that there is that danger that they can just pull the whole thing down yeah. with, with negativity and you don't of course you want a balance of opinions in the room you don't just want to go into a room and go hey aren't we, aren't we brilliant uh, but at the same time there, there is that danger that people can pull in completely the wrong direction yeah. and really that's when I learned the phrase um, or the, the word term anti-leader Yes, uh, yes, about someone who has all the traits of a leader, yes. so all those things that you think you want, but they use it in negative ways. Yes, so they can get people behind them. But <laughs> Trump, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, for a negative yeah. purpose. Yes, you know, and they're really hard to spot because in a selection process, you'll be like, "This guy is amazing. He's charismatic," or "Girl," you know, um, and then you get them, 
and they suddenly do it do all the things you don't want them to yeah, do yeah you know yeah so. I agree dangerous people uh, we're at 41 minutes Greg it's probably time it's a long time isn't it yeah do you have any closing thoughts uh, yes we. Sh- I think retros are incredibly valuable I'm not sure we we stress that enough um, oh, I think they're I think they're a great thing. Like I say, I, I miss doing them. Yeah. I miss having a team that I can sit and do. If anyone wants to call me up and invite me to a retrospective, um, that would be good. Because then you would be impartial, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd love to come along. We to could do the uh, retro. the retro on wheels <laughs> <laughs> service. Don't the, the retro bus. <laughs> the retro bus is coming, and everyone. Oh, that's right. No one's going to take it down. <laughs> so, so I think they are valuable. I think that. Um, the formats and they all are a bit hippie and wanky but ultimately they're just trying to get people engaged um, and maybe that's a for me at least an embarrassment worth pursuing yeah. you know rather than the project management stuff which is really dry and boring um, yeah and I think that sometimes there's too much emphasis on um, creating actions and stuff and I actually think just the journey <laughs> yeah, is, I think I think I think that's true. I think think about the, the the conversation and how it affects your behavior rather than necessarily the actionable items. But I think also focus on the small things. There's plenty of small things that you can do uh, that make the world a better mm. place. I said the world a better place. Let's see. That make your team more effective. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I think they have a, an awful lot of value so i think try and avoid coming out retrospectives with the great big grand visions of yep. uh the things that you should do and just focus on fix the damn build or make the test run <laughs> yeah. a bit faster or those those are the things that, that really count yeah in my opinion all right excellent i think we're done with episode two i think so ship it yes bye greg bye mark